You need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Be a dog. Whatever happens in Leash, it's always a scandal. Why do you think that was? Probably because we're always drinking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no smoke without fire, that goes to light. Nick Tomas O'Shea one day and he said, I'm sick of that northern crowd. He said if they went set dancing twice a week, we'd all be set dancing twice a week. I can remember a lad, Jay Booth, right? And he was getting sick, right line like that, <laughs> looking at me like, and I'm going, this is not helping me here. Every man, woman and monkey in me all is, is nearly writing them off. Shake the bucket! Alright, you're very welcome to our Saturday panel this afternoon 53106 is the text number if you've got any questions for our guests today Up for discussion today Starting a new job The first few messages you send out when you go into a dressing room for the very first time The transformative impact that sport can have on a location As Ballymun head into the uh, Leinster football final tomorrow And Chemical Ban has retired So how important are the honest unsung heroes in your dressing room uh, Joining us to talk about this today Roddy Collins, the new Athlone Town Manager Roddy, you're very welcome Thanks, sure. Val Andrews, former Cabin and Loud manager, proud Ballymun Kickham's man this weekend. Definitely. And uh, Frank McNally, of course, a columnist with the Irish Times. Before we get into those uh, very heavy and important um, questions, I think the most important thing that we can actually talk about is what everybody's getting for Christmas. I'm a bit stuck for present ideas. What are you getting, Val? Yeah, well, you know, when you get to middle age, like myself, like I think you just basically, you know, you get toys or shorts and and they lie lie in the press for another two years. My wife bought me a lovely coat. I suppose she was modelling myself on Roddy there and see the <laughs> style he has today but uh, yeah and I think it's still there like you know what I mean I wouldn't be noted for it would you not just know. ask for something good then that's kind of I actually don't need anything like really do you know at the end of the day we need spiritual contentment yeah. a good book hmm? a good book that gives you some spiritual contentment oh ah, yeah I picked up two good books yesterday and I was just talking out there uh NLP you must give one to Roddy and my help in his new dressing room neuro linguistic programming used in coaching this is, this Sounds is brilliant, Rod. Right? <laughs> <laughs> for Jimmy McGinnis. I think it's what Jimmy. I think it's what Jimmy is doing to win matches. Um, Gizzy Ling brought it up. Huh? Actually, Gizzy Ling brought it up uh, a couple of weeks ago on the panel. Uh, Neuro linguistic programming. It was the first. He was the first one. You're the second one. It's been a. Oh, right, it's I, been, it's I, been I, I, few weeks. I, I, I hate being second. Hey, oh, second. <laughs> second's always best. First blazes the trail, and second gets the credit for it. So. Oh, good, good. Uh, Frank, what are you getting for Christmas? Uh, like all middle-aged men, I'm very hard to buy for. Apparently, um, it's it it seems to have resolved itself into jumpers, jumper shorts. Um, uh, recently, actually, the last couple of years, and this has worked out reasonably well. Box sets, box sets of oh, yeah. TV series that I can't watch because I've got kids who stay up too late, and they all the all the series that I want to watch involve sex and bad language. Uh, so the likes of I've got. At this stage, I have Sopranos, uh, the Sopranos and the Wire, which I still haven't got around. I got that last Christmas. I saw it on television, but I, I I'm you going back for a second time. I'm still in the third series, and I gather the the hot tickets this year are Breaking Bad, which I haven't seen at all. Oh yeah, it's great. And Homeland, which I haven't seen at all. Still haven't. So, I'm, I'm uh, saving Homeland until the third season's over. But apparently, third season's not that good. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Breaking Bad's amazing. So the Wire, the Wire had bad seasons. I think s- second season. So ah. by all accounts, they they tried to go. This was uh, this ah. was leveled at them by in Baltimore. They said they tried to go white in the second series. <laughs> they they featured With you the know Dockers, the way it featured yeah. a different aspect of life was the Dockers, and they were all Polish, and mm. um, there was no black guys in the in the docks apparently in Baltimore, and and. Um, the organisers had to defend themselves against an allegation that they had deliberately tried to take the series white because it wasn't getting enough ratings. They said this was always the plan to do, 
you know, the police one year, the drugs, gangs, the docks, newspapers was the last schools, one. Schools, yeah, and in between schools, education. Yeah, yeah. Schools in between. Different aspects of, of life in Baltimore and it was always there was always going to be a season in the docks and they denied vehemently that they it had anything to do with... I still love season two. Racism. Season five, not so, not season so good. Season three was a great se- season. The... the even now I'm afraid to mention the greatest moment because I did oh, yeah, yeah, give yeah. it away don't, in a newspaper column <laughs> and I got death threats afterwards I can uh, understand why yeah um, but are the, you a war fan um, at all Val? I don't I see much television at all I mean, too but fond of out, out doing a bit of football and that no um, box sets yeah big fan of Dexter are you? Yeah, 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 Dexter, yeah. <laughs> fascinates me a bit, like, you know what I mean? Wouldn't like to run into him now, mind you, but like, yeah. Well, yeah, but no, no, box sets are that, no. I wouldn't get much time to watch telly, maybe late at night, but as you say yourself, don't control the airwaves in their house, you know, somebody, there's a big row about the, who's got the remote and it goes on to Master Chef or something like that. What about your iPad? So you, you my iPad? No, yeah. no, <laughs> your iPad, yeah, I'm using that for Kindle, that's what I use. My, yeah, we've, had, we've, we've had texts from a couple of people saying that maybe Val could get a mobile phone for Christmas, that that might be a good idea. Uh, mobile, no, I, as I said to you before, like mobile phones are just stressors. Like, um, you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, look, if you want me, write to me or send me a pigeon. I, I think actually, I, I respect, I respect your willingness not to bow to the peer pressure to get a mobile phone, and in fact, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, no, it's just uh, to be quite honest, it, it it's it's. Uh, I know they put out research that the microwaves are no, they're no harm to you and all that sort of crack, but uh, you me, don't believe me, it. No, my uncle one died from a. A brain tumor just over his right ear, and he was a sales rep for about thirty-five years, and he was always on the phone. And I'm a very simple creature. I says, "Yeah, sure, maybe we give it a miss." It's not a fear, but the other thing is, really, I don't do phones. I just and if you, what percentage of people answer the, f- the mobile phones? And I reckon when you're ringing players, none of them. It's all text. But I, to be honest, I don't. I I can barely remember life before a mobile phone. I, do, I agree with the criticism, but I can't. I mean, like, organizing my life. Would be impossible now. Yeah, but we used to be, be waiting to under Cleary's clock for several hours for somebody to turn up because the last message that I got from them was that they would be there at a certain time. Yeah, and how do we do that? I know, I, yeah, in the, the old days, it, it fractured relationships a lot more. Or at least they're all mobile phones. The really forced ones that came out like there was a bit of weight training in them. Like you know, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, you know, carrying them around was a feat in itself. The, for, the first one Val I got was thirteen hundred quid for a mobile phone to put into me van when I was contracting and as you say Val it was like a brick it was you and you tried to look cool right you know and you couldn't <laughs> li- you couldn't lose you trip over and break your leg but um, yeah phones yeah yeah funny because I spend a lot of time on the phone and my missus told me she says well I'm listening to you she says 99% of the stuff isn't a waste of time and it's true like, I, I'm a phone person especially when I get a few beers and I'll sit down and go I'll have to give him a ring I haven't spoke to him in months I'll ring somebody in America or something before five in the morning you know? so phones yeah but um, for Christmas when Joe told us you know the researcher that we de- decide what we want and like Val Frank I don't know like you know bottle of aftershave I get that and then my two young as you and I can't find it but, so I thought about it and you know when you're young Val you're really excited looking forward to Santa coming and that you know so this year I'm going to ask them to buy me a cowboy suit Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on me on Christmas Day. You have the attitude. You have the attitude already, Roddy. Just yeah. Well, I, I was going to go Indian, but you know, I thought no, um, cowboy suit. Uh, with the hat, you know, the hat with the little rims on it, the, the little sort of You're braid okay, on you it. Brad, yeah, yeah. The, and I want to be the sheriff. Right? <laughs> I have the sheriff's badge and two guns and holsters, and you know the the jobbers. Is that what you call them? And I'll be. I was the quickest drawer in camera when I was young. <laughs> Three paces, torn draw. I was and I could spin the gun straight back into the holster before it even hit the deck. 
there, 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 you're dead. But I remember that little Christmas, Jerry. I walked when I was 12. <laughs> And my brother was taught in in a, in a uh, what do you call it, a grocery store. What do you call it? A shop. Yeah. A shop, you know, a local shop. And your mum was a miserable, miserable swine, right? Anyway, so when Christmas came, we walked through up to Christmas Eve late and he sold everything, bar one rifle. One rifle, right? So I'm looking at the rifle and my brother's looking at the rifle. Who's getting the rifle? He gave it to the two of us. He gave the two was the right for Christmas. It was brilliant. So I'd have to hide and my brother would shoot me for 10 minutes. Then he'd give me the gun. He'd have to hide in the house and I'd have to go and shoot him for 10 minutes. So Christmas presents. A chopper bike I got when I was a kid. I got that in January because my dad used to get a bonus in January. He couldn't get it for the Christmas. You know, Chopper bike. Chopper yeah. bike. But remember, looking forward to your present and when it came. It was unbelievable. And I missed that. The best you know one I, mean? I ever got was Lego. Lego and Meccano. Yeah, that was, that was it. And Lego yeah. then doubled for football football men and all sorts yeah. of things you, you mentioned guns the, to me the, the smell of Christmas to this day is the smell of those little sofas caps, caps. caps you used to get yeah. and those the mo- most magical presents I ever got at Christmas were always guns c- cowboy guns and they died out I'm not sure whether my parents went politically correct in the sometime in the early no, 70s no they changed of our real guns because we were living we were living, we were <laughs> living, living on couple close like, to the yeah, border yeah, I remember yeah. we did actually have a, a, a shotgun that we had to decommission in common with everybody who, who, if, you had, if you had a shotgun you didn't, weren't in a gun club you had to hand it in the barracks but then the toy guns died out and then nowadays no responsible parent would give their kids a gun maybe one of these things that lights up and you know shoots lasers but not nothing that mimics the rea- a real weapon and yet that's what I will always remember that that smell that is Christmas morning to me yeah. shooting my brother over and over again I got that very uh, cowboy stick when I was five Roddy I, I remember it very well there's still pictures of me wandering around with the two brilliant <laughs> I wonder if they got one of my size you know Will I get one? Well, I asked for one. Somebody well, out there. To find I'm me. not going to go on about you dressing up a bit of cowboy. Somebody out there can uh, sort Roddy out. 53106 is the uh, text number. Was Roddy a big fan of Sabudio as a kid? Sabudio, no. No. No, no not, not Sabudio, no. I not, hated not it. Lego, never never got Sabudio. It just looked ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Push Penny we used to play. Why wouldn't you just play yeah, football? Yeah. Push Penny. Ask Val, how can a modern-day manager not have a, a mobile, mobile phone? phone. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, I suppose like mobile phones really just cover up for a certain inexact and perhaps lack of pre-planning. That's what you're saying. Your <laughs> wife is listening to your program or to you on the phone and it's like, you're shiting on, Roddy. You could do that much quicker. Yeah, but that's what happens. You make phone calls and you're talking and people ring you and you spend 10 minutes talking about nothing at the end of it. But the other side of the mobile phone, now my lamps are going a little bit. I have to put on glass off you. You know what I mean? If you're in a hurry and the phone comes up. I mean, I, 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 I made a range to meet a fella last night, right? I was the wrong fella. <laughs> I, 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 signed, I signed a kid. I done a deal. I done a deal with a, with a, with a, with a player, Barry Clancy, great player. I done a deal with him. Over, you know, met him, had a chat, and then I wanted to meet him, get the, the, the contract signed. So I was doing another day with another kid who had a representative called Bertie, right? So I rang the wrong Bertie, and I said, I'll meet you in the yard and come and talk, and, and we get this deal done. So anyway, he says, what deal? I says, well, we agreed. We're happy with the, with the agreement. Says, yeah, I'm happy. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Rod. I said, Barry, look, I'm at the meeting you twice. Don't mess me about You gave me a word. <laughs> he says, that's the wrong Bertie. So mobile phones can be a bit of a disaster as well, you know? <laughs> in the wrong hands. Did, did, did that deal work out in the end? I signed two parties for the price of one. There you go. <laughs> the only one so that can play football, that's the problem. But the other one's good on the phone. Uh, uh, there you go. You're obviously enjoying the new job. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm, I'm never being happier. And, and I didn't know Val was coming in today, but the big thing for me was the, the Athlone IT. 
Now I've been up to Val and I, I go up there with Mock, there's a train on there facilities in the campus up in Blanche, it's brilliant, fantastic, and my own son is going to go that road. Um, Blanche, or sorry, at Lone IT, I was brought down to get interviewed and I was interviewed on the campus. I was brought around the campus, I was brought, and the education, because there's a void now in football, under 19s to senior football. If you can't, there's no reserve league now, Jerry, so if you can't play football, you can get an education plus football. It's brilliant, a great sellout for me. And the facilities that we have down there as well in the campus is absolutely brilliant. And there's a new indoor running track opening in February. And Gordon Brett's the main man down there. And I mean, it's it's just it was a great one for me. And am I happy? I'm very happy, you know, because facilities. And for I'm me very happy. You mentioned Blanchetown IT, and yeah. I hope my boss is listening to this. And I am available for promotion. But um, <laughs> yeah, now we have good facilities up there, and Roddy's up there. Yeah, and look, a sport should play a very central role in all that education even in, in france like you're asked to do five credits like it's part of a module in in physical fitness or physical activity no matter what course you're doing like so you know i mean at third level yeah yeah third level yeah so i mean and that to me should be everywhere like i think we're really remiss in ireland like we talk about obesity but sure i'm not surprised like i mean our the criticism i have is the curriculum for pe both at national school and secondary school is a complete joke like i mean the levels of activity i mean the bigger lose out on this would be females they don't get a chance really to indulge a passion for sport it's not really pushed or you know what i mean they're allowed to opt out yet it's probably the only subject that you're going to learn in school that will keep you alive longer like and so i mean it, obviously that's my bent on life like i think the, you know if you want to produce good people like i mean just look at it like i'm um, you know health in mind and body as they say yeah like, you and know. Do, you, do you get the chance to express this more in, in blanche in blanchetown it oh blanchetown it in france has and really is up there yeah they put in a new artificial pitch they have a great hall we have a great gym you know it's it's a wonderful place if you want to enjoy the sport a very small um you know catchment area and well, i suppose we've only two and a half thousand students but Look, we managed to beat you well in, in the Division 2 in the Division two Higher Education League there, few under the guidance of Graham. I was helping, I was the water boy. And uh, we, we, we won, beat UL, which is a huge university, and we're gone up with the big boys now, back into Sigerson. Val is back into Sigerson. Wow, and you've got an OK record in Sigerson. Apparently so, yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently so. All right, 53106 is the uh, text number here if you want to ask the lads anything. Uh, Roddy, in terms of your squad, you haven't got them all together yet? You're still signing players? No, I signed um, Skinner, the keeper from Shelbourne. I signed Barry Clancy from Shelbourne. I signed an absolute unbelievable kid. Uh, you're going to hear a lot about this a kid uh, called Noel Lanigan. Noel Lanigan, he's an unbelievable uh, schoolboy and under 19 international. Just went by the way, so he'd actually jo- opted for education, Val. He went to Minute College, he's studying down there, so he opted out of football for that, but I got and had a good chat with him. So he's one, and then um, Barry Clancy, obviously, Ado Collins, no relation. So I'm getting there with experienced players, but mostly I'm tapping into a lot of uh, kids that have left League of Ireland clubs because there's no gap for them. So yeah, I'm looking forward, and the, the remit is to be competitive next year, you know. Did you, did, you, did you get any of your former protégés from Monaghan or they, were they all swept up all the good guys I guess they're, they're all taken up but Ado okay. Collins I've got Ado Collins is stuck with me so oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's there um, and that's about it from Monaghan so the rest of them are all fixed up at clubs so. but no I want to go a new one this is a fresh one I want to involve as many locals as I can because when I played at Lone there was six, seven local top players Michael O'Connor Pardick Noel Lark and the likes of Dennis Clark and that and Torlock and you need that to, to get the, the public in so I've been down there a good few times with a game in the college last uh, Wednesday another one this Tuesday Alright so you've so, met the whole squad then Well there is no squad here there's, there's been nothing there like the Remnants 
the last year that started that was deemed good enough. I mean, they finished sixth in the first division, so that's going to tell you a story. So the remnants of that that was deemed good enough had a game last week, and I watched them. Plus the college team, plus the under 19s made up. So I'm doing that again this Tuesday. So we, you know, I can see I can see seven players that if they step up to the play and you know adhere to the regime that's going to be there uh, they, you know they could have a great chance and but isn't it, isn't it great that the soccer fellas you know what I mean that you know the, the, the environment they're going into you know what I mean into the college like and that like and it gives them a lot it gives them an awful insight into you know a bit of education I find like lots of the soccer lads like they get neglected you know what I mean they get sold this dream and they follow this dream and it doesn't work out and they're left with nothing you yeah. know what I mean and it's great for building more self esteem get them in start them in little taste our programs we've had them in our college you know what I mean and get them back into formal education because ultimately and Roddy think contested this is that you know what I mean it's it's the gateway for them like I mean it, it'll all stop the football will stop there's not big money in the League of Ireland so they're not going to make enough money to retire like never but sorry, 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 sorry for just on, on yeah. that point sorry Frank I went to meet two kids last night they finished with under 19 football and they're very good players exceptionally good players they just might be ready to leave but they will be eventually and I said to the two lads have you got your leave cert they, they didn't they, one of them didn't even do his junior cert mm. and there's two kids they've no, no job they've no football prospects They've nothing, you know. So as I say, if there was some gap there for them or something to bridge the gap there, isn't, it'd be brilliant, Frank. You know? Isn't football responsible for that though? In some respects, like I know, obviously the schools, the parents have well, to take responsibility. You can't, you can't, you can't take responsibility for parenting. You know, you got to. No, I exactly. mean, if, if you're in a football club, you can advise. And actual fact, Val, I was the one that introduced Bowes to Blanchard to eleven true. years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven years ago, yeah. I, I thought that was the road to go, and now I'm learning. Exactly. I mean, Carlo White here, the best soccer team in the country by a mile. Mm. And they have a lot of players, and the players are getting good education and they're getting league clubs as well. And, you know, that's what they want to do in, in, in Athlone is to, is to copy that module down there, you know. Does there but have to be a culture change, though, to convince all the 15 year olds that the most important thing to do is to do their junior cert and to follow through to do their leaving cert? Well, we all, I mean, I got, I got an option to go to uh, Davidson Elkins College in uh, Chicago when I was 16 or go to Arsenal. And it was a no-brainer. I went to Arsenal. Didn't last where I should have went to the college. But I wasn't. A, I wasn't very academic. Football was my life. But my but my own son, who's has gone through the phase of you know he got an option to go to England twice, and it was murdering the house. I'm fair play to my wife. She said no. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be educated. Then we decide, and uh, he's gone through that phase now, and he wants education. He's just, he's hungry for it, and he has his football as well. So yeah, it's possibly a culture thing within parents, I suppose. Yeah, but Athlone should be much better. Than, than they are Athlone I mean I think of them as both as a town and a club a very similar profile to say Sligo have been flying high in recent years and a bit of a glorious history I seem to remember um, AC Milan AC, AC Milan, Milan. When, when was that 79 was it, late, was, it seven, was it late 70s but you know there's a tradition there and it's a big sized town and you could do great things Roddy with your cowboy well, suit I, I played I played um, I shouldn't imagine a cowboy suit <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, finished I played <laughs> I, I played in a European game uh, for Athlone and we, we were nicked in the last minute by Standard Liège 3-2 Horst Rubesch woke up when I scored the, the penalty yeah. and we went out to Belgium and we were absolutely film stars arriving and I remember playing the game against Standard Liège and I was chasing the centre half all day and next of all 
the player beside me, I can't on the mountain now. He said to me, eight o'clock, Rod, we'll be out here soon. Said, That's the scoreboard. <laughs> There's another 20 minutes to go, we're beating 8-1. <laughs> it's 1975, I'm reliably informed. 75, yeah. good God, I would have said. Nick O'Brien saved the penalty. it's terrible. You're showing your there's, age there. There's some amazing results back then. I, I was also remembering earlier on foot of Celtic, I think you're talking about them later, but their, their achievement during the week, I remember being in Oriel Park on a famous night in 1979 when they, they had gone to Parkhead they were playing for a place in the last eight in Europe, last eight in the European Cup, and they'd gone to Parkhead and lost 3-2, an incredible result. They only had to score once in Oil Park. I remember there were 17,000 people shoehorned into it. With The place was like the previous year they'd been, um, they'd been they played Linfield against a background. It was yeah, surreal, yeah, a football yeah. match yeah. with riots going on in the background, and then the second leg was be- behind closed doors. And then Celtic, by complete contrast, for a game with that much at stake, it was the friendliest football match I've ever, I've ever been at. Like both fans agreed on all the major political issues. They were singing the same songs, um, they had the same enemies and they cheered for ni- 90 minutes. They, they sort of sang together. Uh, it, was the, it was the month after the Pope came to Ireland and all the unsold papal tricolours were offloaded to Celtic fans for half price or maybe for double price. I can't remember. But anyway, there were loads of those uh, uh, tricolours with the Pope. And after 90 minutes, 90 thrilling but event eventless event free minutes as far as I can remember I don't really remember any meaningful attacks by either team uh, it finished nil-nil and Celtic went through to the quarterfinals wow but um, they were di- the League of Ireland was at dizzy heights in those years mm. yeah but, but sorry just getting back to what loan another, another thing for the college for the students as well I know I'm promoting here Val but yeah <laughs> you're doing a good job yeah well no because I believe in it I mean it's it, from the roundabout in Lucan I was sitting uh, in the college within an hour you know, it was. It's like it's 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 a great road down now, and I mean, for players going down from Dublin, for kids wanting to go to the college, you know, I think I think it's a new beginning down there. To be honest he's, with you, I'm, I'm I think they'd be better off going to Blanche now. You're, 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 trying <laughs> you're trying your stick out. Does this work? Let's see what the response is like. This is this feel to the agents, is it? No, I mean, parents? I mean, look, it's not going to benefit me and signing players. I have what I want, and but I'm just saying, like, why people saying to me, I was, I was, I was employed for the Limerick job, and I was, I was uh, looking forward to an interview on that one, and then Torlock O'Connor called me up, you know, and people said to me, you know, what loan? I mean, I mean, the 14 years out of the league, this blah 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 blah, and I, I thought as much, but then I realised that the facilities and that, so I went down and I met the chairman uh, 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 down there, you know, and he was brilliant. And I met him. Actually, he's an uncle of of uh, Bernard Dunn, John Hayden. You know. So when I met John, it wasn't like sitting around with people that I've normally meet at interviews. This man is very forward thinking, and they're putting a, a good plan together down there. And they're not going to throw a book of loads of money at it. Yeah. And I agree with that. Yeah, well, so that I, I I think it's I genuinely believe it's a new beginning, and I'm really looking forward to and it. And the other thing too, I mean, has to be commended too, is like I mean to make it more local more community based like you know yeah. what I mean that yeah. people will buy in more like I mean sense of identity with the crowd well yeah. the beauty about it is, sorry Jared, that, that within the college there's kids from Dublin college and down there they're, they're getting their education there, but they're living in the town so yeah. they're part of the community yeah. so even though they're not born at Lone they could play in the team and feel part of the community and yeah. you know voice versa we're going to talk a bit about that uh, sense of community and importance when we talk about Ballymun who are in the Leinster uh, football final against Port Leash this weekend right after these News Talk Sport, Saturday. News Talk Sport, Saturday. All right, you're very welcome back to News Talk Sport Saturday. Our, uh, we're in our Saturday panel just to bring you up to date. Celtic won 3-1 this afternoon. It is 17-7, Harlequins leading Zebra 
in the Heineken Cup. It is 12-7 to lose leading Ospreys. 42 minutes gone in that one. That's you pretty much up to date on uh, the particularly interesting games that are on at the moment. Uh, in Parky Scarlets, actually, Exeter Chiefs are 16-6 up against Scarlets. Second half just about to get underway in that one. Right. Um, if you have any questions for our panel, you can text us 53106 is the number. It'll cost you 30 cents. Or, of course, you can uh, also get us on Twitter at Jerry Gilroy or you can email uh, Gilroy at Newstalk.ie. Our panel this afternoon, we have uh, Roddy Collins, Val Andrews and Frank McNally with you. Val, I want to talk about Ballymun and um, what it means to be in a, a Leinster football final. For years, obviously, the team would have kind of been good, had some players who were on the county team, but I don't know if they were underachieving. Is it fair to say they were underachieving? Uh, we probably have a reputation of being a big club, yet our base is small enough. Um, yeah, we have produced, we produced footballers, in fairness. Like, we produced Dermot Deasy. You know, we were nearly a full back factory for a while, Dermot Deasy, then handed it over to Paddy Christ, you yeah. know, Davey Bourne, Ian Robertson. We were always producing players, and we still are. But, yeah, for a while in the 90s and that, we were poor, like, from the point of view of bringing juveniles through, lack of volunteerism, fellas moving away. You know, I was away myself, came back... Um, and in 1999, we were we were fairly threadbare at juvenile level. Paddy Christie was keeping it going. Declan Small then sort of says, I can't have my son going somewhere else. And that's how it started again. And that's Paddy's team and Declan Gilmartin and Cahill Roach like brought another two or three together. And they were, as I said, look at the, the, the unsung heroes. And I know you're going to be calling about Kevin Kilbane. In clubs like, I mean, fellas with high profiles and that, that you know what I mean there's lots of other people there like who will keep bad teams going yeah. and sometimes you get two or three of your best players from, and they have to put up with digging fellas out of bed and trying to fail teams and playing division four and unattractive stuff completely and they are the people who don't get enough recognition but that's the way life is and Ballymun is at the moment floating absolutely floating fellas you know what I mean it's great all the fellas coming back from the 80s you know what I mean they're all enjoying themselves they're reliving their own memories 1982 we played Port Leash you know we all have memories from them it's a wonderful sense of community and belonging um, and it's, it, very yeah, hard, it's very hard to describe um, the shared and anybody who has here they probably understand that like when you share experiences and journeys with people and like club for me you know I mean poignant things is when things are going bad for you and like I've had one or two things in the last five or six years, you know, bereavements and that. And you then know, like, you know, what it means to be along. And it helps you get through difficult times. Like, and it plays a huge part in that in terms of emotional and spiritual support. And like, it's great. That, so it's not just a sporting thing. And that's why Roddy with his community and thing, oh, that's how it's, uh, the model of sort of village and belonging and sense of place and people in Ballymoon, even the soccer lads like will walk around and they'll play better soccer because we're from Ballymoon. They do mm. it, we do it, we're good. We're very they're very positive. We have great role models. Davy Bourne, do you know what I mean? Courier, like all these lads. They're, they're fabulous young men. Yeah, I heard the piece you did on off the wall a couple of weeks ago before one of the the earlier round games and you just talked about how how it kinda of took a long time for the GA team to kind of get into the community a bit. Yeah. Ballymun was a soccer place. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's the second generation really who are kind of happy to play both sports. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, there's traditional barriers. Like, I mean, and Roddy testified this, is that soccer is the game of the working class people in Dublin. Ga is basically, stems from uh, country people coming to Dublin Just setting like up and setting up clubs. Like different December culture, the different culture. Right? And it takes, yeah, it takes a long time. It took us 25, 30 years for 
you know, people to see, yeah, Ballymun Kickhams is their club. Half the, more than half the team would come from that b- background tomorrow, right? Okay, we also have the traditionalists like like myself, like, I mean, we come from country parents and, the, you know what I mean, first generations. But, like, it's that's great to see, and it's great to see the mix. And the great strength in Ballymun Kickhams is that there is a huge spectrum. And I've always said this, we go from fellas who are professors, consultants, right down to fellas, like, you know what I mean, who find it struggle hard and wouldn't attain much of education on that. And the great thing you'll see from that is because they're mixing with all sorts and not just mixing in their one little spot and staying to their own group, they say, well, look, at, I could do that. Do you know what I mean? I'm as good as Val Andrews or I'm as good as Paddy Christie or I'm as good as Ian Robertson and that. Like, why can't I? I can go to college. I can go to Trinity. I remember I brought a minor team in, you know what I mean? Even myself, Jared, just to break the barrier, walk across Trinity College, like, to go into Trinity College. I says, come on, as we go in here, I don't, we don't go in there. Johnny, you know what I mean? you be on? You know what I mean? They didn't say we don't. We walk by them place. We don't. We're not part of that. They didn't see themselves as walking across the thresholds of universities. And they're the sort of small things that mentors. You know what I mean? It's not just football we teach. It's it's life. You know, and I don't want to get too philosophical about this because football is hugely important. If you give them football and self-esteem. You're doing huge work. You're doing absolute huge work. Whether it's soccer or I'm not against any sport. You know, Ballymun United, Shangan, any of the boys, they're doing great work. They're doing just as much work as we do. You know, maybe more sometimes, like, you know what I mean? Because we would be seen as maybe not infiltrating enough into, into Ballymun and that, like. Right, and that's our job too, like, and our barriers and our obstacles to progression. But it's great. It's fabulous for the area. It's fabulous for the people. The people, you go up to Ballymun today and there'll be fellas walking around and they they're two inches taller or three inches taller and their self-esteem it's just like when Ireland do well in the soccer we all get feel better you know what I mean yeah. more positive go to work you know the whole lot Yeah, gets us through the winter too, I, I suppose it, it, the thing about it is that it kind of has to be built on and this can't just be dependent on the results while the results are really hugely helpful and beneficial to everybody that's there is a legacy to the team doing well there's a huge legacy this will you know revitalise like I mean as I'm down trying to help the mentors in the juvenile section. You know what I mean? Trying and 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 that's great. Like and you see the work that they go on and the parents and they. You know what I mean? And the time. The, the real great thing is whether it's soccer, Gaelic, rugby, or that is the we must commend the people who give of their time, who bring teams out, who load their cars up with twenty five or thirty young fellas. Like I remember Cyril McCall, who's that, was that, and we were playing under thirteen, and there was fifteen of us in this cartoon, and like you know, <laughs> like fifteen. Now, if you tried that in these PC days, to be war, like <laughs> yeah. to be absolutely war. We thought that was not like because there wouldn't be that many cars like in the sixties, stroke seventies, like you know, and they just load them in, and he did that. And there was a man called Frank McCaffrey. And Frank McCaffrey, on the pitch, their clubhouse is called after him. Frank McCaffrey was from Wexford. Absolutely, you know, him and referees. Like, I think he used it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was incredible on the line. But never mind that. Friday nights, or Saturday mornings, he took out a team. Went home, got his dinner, took out a team Saturday afternoon. Went home, got up Sunday morning, took out a team. He took out three teams every, every weekend. Yeah. Three. And they're the type of fellas that... You know what I mean? Are not known anywhere. Yeah, else. and I think every club in Ireland probably have has them. Yeah, and they have them in soccer too. Like you know, we don't not have them much, in Appley and hard work. Not as much, Father. They might have them in you know certain areas, but there's a chap you, you, you're talking about. The, the man you're talking about, Keith up in Castleknock. Yeah, Gaelic uh, club where my kids go, and he's the same. And this he's man, unbelievable. He's there's a fellow who escaped me in Ballymun United. Like, and I met him once or twice. Like, and for years and years and years, he's kept that club going, and they've won 
tournaments and good competitions and that. And as far as not, his first name is Bernard anyway. But and like I was amazed, like this man, just like we were talking about, you know, other people, he was sort of there on his own, like to see. In, in our infrastructure, we would have four or five people with expertise. Like, country people are great at getting land, getting resources, working the political system. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? The old Fianna Fáil stroke, Fianna Gael handshake job. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, where's the money? Where's the thing? Whereas lots of the soccer clubs don't have the infrastructure because they weren't politically motivated. They were, didn't have juvenile sections. Or connections. Or connections. Yeah. 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 Frank, um, you're from a good GAA town, I think. I'm from what should be a good GA town, and I, I risk uh, lynching uh, for saying this, but but it's a town with um, a century of I would say underachievement behind it. <clears throat> my my town is Carrick Macross, and uh, and the, and the club would be Carrick Emmets, and they haven't won a county senior title since I stand to be corrected. I think it's 1919, and I do, I often wonder. It's a kind of a mystery. Like the giants in Monaghan traditionally are a few miles up the road, Blaney. Castle Blaney, the Blaney Fogs. More recently, Scotstown were a really good team who made um, got to a couple of All Ireland finals back in seventies, early eighties. Don't think they won. No, they didn't win a win a title, but they were mm. they were there or thereabouts. And maybe the third power then, and they reemerged. They won the county title this year for the first time in a while. Um, first time in maybe twenty five years is Bally Bay. They have a brilliant um, Jack Finley, great pre taker for Monaghan and Bally Bay. He he and uh, and a few others powered them to uh, a county title. Carrick have been knocking on the door in recent years they're definitely they've, they've had a few good years maybe knocking the door is overstating it they're certainly rattling the gate rattling the garden gate and they're, they're there they're about to think they made the semis this year but it's just they're not quite I mean maybe it can be explained I don't know enough about it I'm not that involved it may be explained in terms of parish boundaries maybe they, they don't go far enough outside the town and then you get these really strong rural clubs the Cardoffs where the McNaney's the Pat and Banty McNaney and all those people came from um, and further further north Latin who've been one of the big achievers in recent years but then you know 10 miles away you have Cross Midlane possibly the the greatest GAA club Ever. football club of all time completely and utterly dominant in Armagh increasingly so in Ulster and um, at I, national level I, I might have to phrase this carefully you wouldn't sneak down the road and kind of try and spy on them but that might not go down so well in they, uh, there have been rumours I, 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 there have been rumours of some sort of cross pollination between Cross Midlane and Carrick you know we've often talked about I know um, Banty and Joe Kernan were very friendly uh, during glory years I think they'd be um, advising each other maybe Joe was adva- advising Banty more than vice versa I don't know um, I, I don't know it's strange it's, it's, it's you have to ask it's, 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 sorry cross Midland like I mean I'd love to go up and have a look across me. What are they doing? I mean, they're, I think they're on twelve titles out of thirteen or something. I got some astronomical thing, Just and they produce it every year. And they've so got that aura now as well as everything else of a team that's never beat. But they, they beat ten the points model, up against them. And yeah, you know the model even for soccer, even God, like us. How do you keep producing juveniles? You know what I mean? Like they're picking from the same genetic pool that keep going all the time. That's the fascinating. It's, it's, it's I, I, was, I was sorry. Just to, I was told that at. Vela, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, their under-14 team was beaten by the New York under-14 team. And that actually it wasn't that big a deal for them because ultimately what they want to do is create footballers who will, you know, they will spend time with the club, they will be part of the club, that the the incredible level of success is not foisted on the children where they have to be winners all the time. They have to love football and they have to enjoy playing it and they have to Pro- come back probably and the winning, Ger, mm. Probably the winning, the crossbow line winning year in, year out attracts the, the kids from 
different codes. Possibly they, if they weren't winning uh, so much, it wouldn't be so attractive than we end up playing soccer. Well, they probably so, they so probably they probably won't have other codes. Like you know, <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't I, know whether it'd be I, uh, that feasible to be saying you're going off playing soccer, right? I know, I know. The, but the, the winning does attract you. Know, there's no doubt about that. But what, talking about Ballymun this weekend. Uh, a good old pal of mine, Barney Rocco played school Barney, with yeah, football with yeah. Barney, and it's great to see him. He's a goalkeeper. He was a goalkeeper, yeah. and he was offered a, a, a contract to Arsenal as well. It was yeah. a QPR. Yeah. And uh, Barney was a great a great man, you know, big pair of hands. Even if he was a kid, big ginger head, a big pair of hands. But it's great to see he's, uh, he's young fly. Dean. Dean, yeah, it's brilliant, you know, because I'm sure he's a very proud man now, and he will be tomorrow. And apparently he's in the. The squad for the Dublin Yeah, he'll well, he be back. Yeah, uh, look, uh, it is. It, it's it's hard to describe. Like it, it's a sort of it's a buzz. That's the word. It's, it really is a buzz yeah. for everybody associated with our club, and it's even better because we're not perhaps one of the big four or five clubs in Dublin. So the other clubs are saying, "Isn't it great that a different club is there?" Like you know, yeah. and sort of breaking the mold. But like for us, no controversial like, transfers of uh, players from outside the. County is there? Not that I know of, anyway. No, 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 no. I wouldn't know anything about fellas transferring from county to county. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was made a hurler out of a corner forward. That was a dig. That was a dig at the other Dublin clubs. Val, it was totally unintentional there. <laughs> yeah, where is Parkinson today, by the way? <laughs> uh, on that note, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say Happy Christmas to you all, and thanks very much for your. Um, Christmas present suggestions I hope our listeners got uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see Roddy you know what I mean jumping on buses you remember Bang Bang there was a fellow called Bang Bang, bang, bang. Well, so we're going to have Bang Bang Collins and I'm going to go one step forward and my brother Stephen has about 10 horses if I do get the, the cowboy <laughs> suit if I do get the cowboy suit I'm going to borrow one of his hunters I'm going to have a little gallop down through Carberry <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to that uh, on that note my thanks to Roddy Collins Val Andrews and Frank McNally we'll be right back after these News Talk Sport, Saturday.